Hey podcast community, it's Eric, and I've got something exciting for all you online entrepreneurs out there. If you're looking to take your e-commerce store to the next level, you need to check out Aurora Repricer. With Aura, you can effortlessly reprice your Amazon inventory automatically. Ready to elevate your Amazon business? Head over to stigmasandopenwounds.com slash Aura. That's A-U-R-A to get started. everyone welcome to a new episode of stigmas and open wounds i'm tracy and i'm eric all right so before we get into a new episode i want to mention something that i i since kind of came upon that kind of reminded me of last episode it's a book that i'm rereading and it if it's last episode to a T kind of fits me actually too, and it fits next episode too. So I'll kind of br- probably bring it up again. Uh, but last episode was about not living life that society tells you that you should live, right? So I'm rereading a book, and it's called From the Jump, and it's by Lacey Walden, and she is one of my favorite authors this is her second book she's coming out with a third book if any of you guys care um you should because if you read this you're gonna want to read more and this book basically is about a girl who she lives the life that society tells her to live you know it's like hey lose weight uh you know don't eat dairy you don't do this don't do this don't do this live life in a cubicle save money do this whatever if your friends are going on vacation you need to save money and finally each her boss tells her this is your next project and she doesn't want to do it and she just looks at him and says no and then she goes on vacation with her friends and she starts doing things that she wants to do because she just starts saying no and then yes to things that she wants to do and i'm reading this and i'm like oh my gosh, I wish I had read this a couple days earlier or a week earlier and I remembered all these little snippets for our episode. And if for me, it's a feel-good book because honestly, it's about traveling and it's also about kind of freedom. It's about not living the life that society tells you to live. It's about living the life that you want to live. So if you kind of start living outside of the box living a a life that you think that maybe you want to live and not the life that society wants you to live maybe pick up this book and yeah it's kind of in the rom-com romance genre but the honestly when I say that I read romance books I always preface it and be like look when I read romance books it's not the one with the long hair guys on the front it's it's rom-com it always has to have a strong female lead and all that so uh so you know if you're not a romance reader you might still get into this because I like a good vacation type read so and I, I feel like I have to say to add to that that realize that this is a book and that 
you should not just go into work on uh, yeah. on Monday, quit your job, and say I'm going to I'm going to live the life I want to live. But I think the moral of that message is is to start looking at your life, the, picturing what you want your life to be, and figuring out a safe and secure way that you can achieve that life. Yeah, maybe start and, looking at things and start kind of saying, what is it that I that I don't like in my my life and and uh and start changing it and really that kind of leads into the subject of today's podcast and what that is is the journey to finding oneself and these are kind of some steps that i took to basically (laughs) switching myself from season one tracy to season two tracy that's kind of what we're we're naming it but it was more than a transition from last year than this year. It was a transition that took place over more than one year. It took place probably over over maybe two or three years. But really, I saw the biggest transition over a year. Wouldn't you kind of say, Eric? Like you're saying, what do you mean over a year? As Because like, you're saying over like... I, if you're asking me, like the previous year would since, have been a ma- bigger since transition. Last year, my biggest was my biggest transition, like like I, n- night and day. Like I've I've been transitioning over the last maybe two three years slowly, but since last year was probably the biggest transition. Maybe because of the fact that I've been learning more about myself, what you kind of say. You've been facing your challenges. My demons and, and challenges and my and, and my illnesses. And as really. you face those when you first start facing them for the first time ever, that's when you're gonna see the most dramatic change. Mm-hmm. But but if you can and that's kind of funny because I think a lot of people start out it it's the hardest thing in the world to start facing something like that. When you face it, you can start seeing returns. You get really excited about it, but then over time, the returns that you get from facing them decrease, right? Thus, making it so that you can inevitably fall back into a trap of not facing them anymore. Right. It's kind of like when you lose weight. At first, you're really excited because because maybe you're losing five, ten. I mean, it all depends on where you're at. You start losing a lot of pounds, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Well, now I'm not losing as many, and well, what's the point?" And so, and then you fall back into your old habits, put all the exactly. way back on again. But right, and so. and there's actually I was recently reading a book, and this is kind of off subject, but you brought up the weight thing, and the book said that they actually did a survey on people that work in an office job like a typical american Ooh. that works in an office job mm-hmm. and they compared them to like an like a native tribe in south africa or something so oh, they, these people these people are the ones that they they have to hunt to survive you know they're constantly mm-hmm. moving they're constantly doing things and what they found was was that the the people in the native tribe and the people that worked in an office all day actually burned the same amount of calories Interesting. Even though one was completely active and the other one was completely not active. And the reason for that is is just our bodies adjust right. to to what we do. Yeah. To so they it, it's kinda like that it has a median mm-hmm. calorie thing that it wants to burn right. and you know, it just adjusts itself to burn that yep. calorie count. 
So I just found that fascinating. That is. I think I think the moral of it is just that our bodies adjust to whatever we do. Right. Whenever you start doing something for the first time. It's a it shock has, to our system. It's a shock to our system and it has the greatest effect. And mm-hmm. then at, over time, as you do that more and more, the shock to the system, it's more like your system expects it right. than, than it's a shock to the system. Yeah, it's like, oh, this again? Mm, okay, okay. But then all of a sudden, you do something else. It's, it's kind of like like lately, the past couple of days, we've had sun. And all of a sudden today at like 7 o'clock, we had sun again. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. You know, but so that's kind of a shock in, in the winter to be having sun. So, so lately, that's kind of a shock to my system to be having sun outside in, in the winter. So that's kind of a shock to my system. Mm-hmm. Whereas lately, I, I've, I've just been expecting the dreary winter days. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like that, you know, you have, you have these things that you're expecting where all of a sudden you look and you're like, oh, well, that's different. So, but, uh, but honestly, the first thing that I do have on my list is to learn about yourself. And that includes anything that you're going through, such as illnesses and anything else. So I learned about my illness and now I have to learn more about my migraines. So there's phases of about migraines and, and I have to learn more about now there's, there's that postrome part of the migraine that I've talked about, which is after a migraine. And now sometimes I'm like, am I actually going through a migraine or is this just the the after part of the migraine? Mm-hmm. So now I actually think that, yeah, I know a lot about migraine, but maybe I don't know a lot about migraine. So that's actually something that even though I learned a lot about myself, maybe I do need to, I still have to know more about myself. So oh. I'm not done learning. I'm never going to be done learning. It's like a teacher. They're never done learning. They always go on, you know, they'll, they'll those continuing education. I'm always going to be going on continuing well, education. And really, everybody should. Be everybody doing should it. be because because no matter what you are, you've always said that technically you're considered normal. You should always be no matter what, even if you are not continuing continuing to learn about yourself per se. You're you're always learning about stuff, whether it is. Well, you're your mental or physical or whatever. You're learning about finance and everything. You're always learning. I need to learn more about about myself. And I think that's a big thing. So whether you have something wrong with you or not, you need to learn. You need to dig in and figure out about yourself and just learn about yourself and figure out, you know, is there something wrong with me or not wrong with me? But you you just need to learn about yourself. And start there. That is a big starting point and to, I th- to help. I, w- I would go as far as to say, as, do you really want to look and evaluate whether there's something wrong with yourself or not well, wrong with yourself? technically not wrong, but yeah. I would approach it from the perspective of how can I make me better? Right. And yes. So whether it's physically better or whatever. What's important to you if, if mm-hmm. you know, you want to be more fit then exactly. you know make yourself better don't look at it and say well do i need to make myself more fit or am i fit enough well 
maybe you're fit enough, but you can but always you want- become more fit. Right, <laughs> so- right. Like, like I say to you sometimes, I'm like, well, you're looking good, but you're like, but I'm not comfortable. And that's great. If you're not comfortable, then make yourself comfortable. So that's, that's where, you know, and some people say, well, Tracy, you look good. And I'm like, that's fine. But this is not where I want to be. Right. I know that I can be in a in a different place. Like I I just don't feel where I want to be. Exactly. And that's the number one most important thing. It's great if somebody else thinks you look good. More than likely they probably don't think you look that good. They're just being nice. Well, and you never but, know. They might, might think but, you look good. But they good also be- yeah, you're right. They might also thoroughly believe that. But either way, it's they not about what other people yeah, think. They it's, don't it, know what you feel because because you know what you wake up feeling. They know what you've you maybe gotten yourself down to or what your goal weight is or whatever. And and maybe they know what it's like to to for you to breathe with a with that god or whatever. Mm-hmm. So so either way, they know what what you want or you know what you want to be at. So, so either way, no matter what kind of compliments you get, whatever, it's what you want to be at. So you need to know what you want. And and if you don't know, you need to figure that out. And that's where learning about yourself comes in. All right. Learning about what's important to you and figuring out, I mean, maybe, maybe you are very, maybe you're at a level where everybody is impressed with everything you do. But I ensure you that there is something that you yourself want to be better at. And you right. have to figure out what those things are and focus on them and, and uh, you know, try to achieve that goal. Figure out how, I mean, no matter how good you are at some, something, there's always going to be somebody out there that's better. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there, you know, there isn't, yeah. there's only one Michael Jordan and, well, there really probably isn't one Michael Jordan anymore because Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, exactly. they might be better there's than always, Michael Jordan. So, you know, it's yeah. I mean, there's always somebody you can learn from and that's what you right. have to And I can tell you there were plenty of paintings that that I got rid of that my mom was like, "Oh my gosh, that was great. I would have hung that somewhere." And I was like, "Oh, are you kidding me? That was horrible, like gross. You know, so you have to be happy with you and what you accomplished, etc. So the next thing that I do have on my list too is do you have something that gets you up in the morning? We constantly have talked about this and it could be something so simple. Last night, I thought I cannot wait to get back up in the morning and, and read this book again. I was so excited. And the funny thing is, I started, I restarted this book. I was going to start this book anyway, because I was just looking forward to it again. But I was actually really depressed yesterday. And I thought, you know what, this is going to be a good time to restart this book and just get lost in it. So when I went to bed last night, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so good that I'm so glad that I restarted this book. I cannot wait to get up in the morning and just, I knew I knew mostly what was going to happen again, but I could not wait to get up and just immerse myself in the book again. So whether it is as simple as a book or a hobby, a job that you love, Eric loves his job. It is, so it's not a job even. So, I mean, a person, an animal, music that you love, 
just something going outside every day. So you need something to get you up in the morning. And I'm not saying you're going to have that every morning. I mean, I get depressed. So yeah, yesterday I had a bad day. I did not want to get out of bed. You're not going to have that every morning. But do you have something that gets you out of bed most mornings? And if you don't, you need to evaluate that and figure out something. So do you have anything that you want to add to that? I would totally, totally agree with that. Yeah, um, and mostly I got that from from Eric. I mean, and and I'm sure that I've I've thought that before too. But yeah, I mean that that is a that is a big thing. You need to get something that gets you out of bed. I mean, and we know somebody. I mean, I don't know him personally. I mean, he will Eric will send him a list at like if we are on vacation and we're in a different time zone, and he's like, "Isn't it like three o'clock at your time?" And he's like, "I'm just." I'm just so excited. I I just have so much to do. I mean, he gets so excited to get out of bed because he is so excited about, I think, like his work and just everything that he has to do. So you might not get that excited about what you have to do in life. But if you can find something even half or as quarter as exciting as that... That would just be great. And if you're a person that suffers from depression, I am not a person that suffers from depression. So you can take this as as a first-person account. I do not suffer from depression, but I am pretty sure that if I had no reason to wake up in the morning, if I had nothing to wake up to, if my, my highlight of my day was going to work at a job I hated... Ugh. My level of not being depressed would decrease greatly. It mm-hmm. would put me into a deep depression. Right. So if you're suffering from depression and what I just said describes your normal day, you really, the number one thing, right. all the medication in the world, I well, I mean, you could get yourself medicated to the point where you're just like falsely happy, but- Or but where I, you feel nothing. Yeah. But I mean, the biggest thing- is is that find some sort of passion. Some, right. Find something, what, whatever it is. Cooking, cleaning, I don't know. Yeah. Vacuuming, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, there's there's got to be something. I mean, and again, like I said, you're not going to have that every day because there's just days that are going to be harder than others, especially in the winter. But you have to find something and then and that something is not gonna work every time either and so then maybe even get a couple things too but yeah so if you don't have something see if you can get something the other thing is look at your life and are you constantly complaining about one thing a couple things and if you are is that something that is fixable and maybe See if you can fix that. If you can remove it, change it. If it's a job, is that something that you can change maybe? Who knows? Maybe it's something that you can look for a new job. Like Eric said, if you're constantly going to a job that you hate, is that something that you can change? Because, oh my gosh, I like I said when I was younger, I did not want to be watching the clock. And luckily, I did end up in something where I I was able to not do that, and and I was I was gonna do anything that I could so that I couldn't wouldn't have to. But 
I understand that sometimes you have to kind of, you know, work your way up so that you don't have to. Sometimes you're kind of in that rut where until you can, you're in that gap where you have to, you know, work a job and then get a different job. And there, there isn't, I used to really be like the proponent that nobody could be happy in a job. And I've realized right. now that I think that that's probably not right. And I do it, think it's, it's easier now to find a job where you can work at home and all that kind right. of stuff. But And sometimes it is it is harder to find a job. And that's why I say, is it something that you can fix? Because sometimes it's harder, but maybe you can kind of, that's why I'm saying is, you know, there might be a stopgap where you're going to have to work a shitty job until you can find a better job because yeah i had a i had a string of of real bad you know jobs until i could until i could kind of be free (laughs) well and it's not not so much that you might have to work a shitty job it's you have to realize that you can't you can't know going into the job if it's a right exactly you have to get into that job and then you'll figure out if it's the right job and on top of that um, another big challenge with it is, is that when you, if you sit down and you realize that, that your job is the, is the number one driver of whatever unhappiness you might be feeling, or you feel like, yes, this is something I need to change. Um, the, the idea of getting a new job is way more terrifying than just staying in the job that you hate. Mm-hmm. So you have to jump over that hurdle of being like, I have to take this chance right. that I'm going to make things better. And guess what? It might blow up in your face. You yeah. might not. You might go to that new job and dislike it even more. But but you'll never fix a problem until you take that yep. leap and try to fix it. And It might take two or three jobs, but you know what? When you get that job that makes it better or makes it at least incrementally better yeah and you it's ha- gonna it's you're gonna think yourself yeah and it might it. make that new job might make it worse but then you know what Fine. once you've done it <laughs> now yeah. you just have to realize okay i this wasn't right i need to just start looking for something new until you find in right and then you know and now you know what doesn't work too like one one other thing that doesn't work so you you can kind of check that off the list. And once you have done one job application and switch jobs, yeah, it's still going to be hard, but it might be a little bit easier because guess what? You've done the interviews and switched. It, it's, well, it's not easy, but it's, a, it's at least you've done it. And the you've more, taken the leap. And the more you do anything, the more more relaxed you get about doing it, the less intimidating exactly. it becomes to do. So if you if you switch jobs three times in three years, the the idea of moving moving jobs is going to become no big deal to you. You know, so and as you work more and more jobs you hate, you learn what about a job makes you hate exactly. that job? Exactly. As long as you're paying attention, right. you know, or if you're not notes. taking, if you're not taking any any awareness of what what you dislike about that job, you'll never learn what you dislike about jobs and right. what the right job is. But if you pay attention to that kind of stuff, you'll eventually build a profile of the job that you want. Right. And, and right. once you have that profile, 
Right. You'll get, you'll find that job. And that's the thing, like take note of like, and I have that a little bit later, but like take note of when you're happy, when you're not happy and do that in general, take note of when you're happy, when you're not happy, because when you're happy in your life, when you're not happy in your life, maybe mimic that, remember that. So if you're happy in your job, if you're not happy in your job, if you're happy on vacation, obviously, well, maybe maybe you're not happy on vacation. Who knows? Maybe you're taking the wrong kind of vacation. I don't know. But but there's things. Maybe you can remember these things. Maybe you're just happy when you're sitting in your backyard. That's great. Do that more often. Maybe you're just happy when you're reading. That's great. Then maybe you need to do these things more often. So what are these things that make you happy and you can do these things more often? And and realize that if you do something, so if you cling to something you enjoy doing, you're going to wear it out and it's not going to be as effective at making you happy. But once again, everything you find that makes you happy, you're building a profile of what makes you happy and you can find more things that make you happy based on those Exactly. Things. And the things that make you not happy, may re- keep those in mind because maybe there's a lot of things that make you unhappy that you didn't realize. Maybe there's a specific person that makes you unhappy that you didn't realize. Maybe you're you're like hanging out with somebody. Maybe you have dinner dates with somebody that you don't realize you that makes you unhappy. Every week when they you know, come. Maybe there's like a group of friends and then all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh, there's somebody in this group of friends that is just not right. Like, I just don't like this person or something. I don't know. Like, but maybe there's something that makes you unhappy that you didn't realize before. Keep these things in mind. So remember when you're happy, when you're not happy, mimic the good things, mimic the bad things, or or kind of keep a profile and just remember those things. And think, okay, what can I do with this? Or if you're thinking of setting out on your own and doing your own kind of job, if if you're if you're brave enough, I mean, and you don't even necessarily have to be super brave to do it if you know somebody who's who can help you or whatever. If you want to do that, okay, that's that's great. So then build a profile and say, okay, so this is what I want to do because this is what I like to do cool mm-hmm. then that's great then then build a profile and say this is what i want to do so and then something that i did that was maybe a little bit unorthodox i i started thinking about because i'm a i'm an avid fiction reader i started thinking about if i was a book character and maybe not even like if i was a book character i just started creating a, a book character and and I was kind of like, okay, so this would be like my my book character, my uh, my ideal book character if I created a book character. And then I started thinking, you know, so so this would be her job, etc. And she would be super cool. And then I thought, well, wait, why can't I do this type of a job? Why can't I be like this? So then then I started thinking, well, why not? Why can't I be more like this? So then maybe start start kind of doing something like this. You don't necessarily have to think like it's a book character, but maybe start building yourself a character. 
of some sort. Right. Well, and I think that's exactly what a profile is. Exactly. It's building a profile. That's of exactly what, you want what it to be is. And you know, yeah. and if you want to do it like a book character, just start writing down and say, "This is my other character." Because I started saying, so I, I I started I basically named my character. Her her name is Daisy. So I I started saying, I said, "Well, Daisy wouldn't do this." I I, I start t- telling Eric, I'm like. Pfft. Daisy would do this. Da- Daisy, the the cool Daisy would do this. Mm-hmm. So so when I want to be when I want to be you know kind of carefree and all of this, this is what Daisy would do. So 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 these are the things that that I that I kind of do. I'm like you know what when I want to remember the who I want to be, that's kind of what I do. I think I think about the the book character or the the profile that I created, and I think no. This is who I want to be. This is this is what I do. So so that's kind of what you think. Like like if you want to build your profile or you want to think like of the character, just think this is who I can be. This is this is what I can do. So just don't forget like these are this is what you can do with that. And I, I think something you said at some point brought this into my head and I think it's an important thing to kind of talk about with this is that generally it's great to look around at other people and see what they're doing you know to try and build that profile right but but typically I, I, it's my opinion and maybe this is just because of who i am but i read this book where the guy said that generally in life he looks at what people are doing and if everybody's doing something he turns and runs away yeah me because, too and and i think that's an important thing to think about because when when you're looking at the things people are doing, the most notable things, the things that pop out first that you're going to see them doing and you're going to see a lot of people doing are more than likely not the things that are making them happy. Those things that make people happy, look at your own life and you're going to, I think you're going to realize unless, unless I'm just an abnormal human, it's those little, it's those little things that you do that people don't see that truly make you happy. Yeah. And it's, I think it's important to really think about, like, first of all, identify those things in your life because you can be the most unhappy person in the world. You can be the person that is, is I mean, full-time job is posting on Facebook how miserable your life is, and you still have those things yeah. that make you happy. Oh, totally. And... And I think the first thing is to identify those things in you because then it makes it easier to identify those things in other people. Yeah. So, but I do like the idea of like, I think it's easier to find those traits in fictional characters probably than than it is to find them in real people. Right. And which which sounds stupid, but I think because when you read a book, you know that character more intimately than you probably know most people you know in your daily life. Yeah. Because, because you most really people get are almost putting on a face. Like we said, yeah. they're fake happy. We yeah. always say that. Well, you and know? I wouldn't even say they're fake happy. It's just right, th- there's a certain thing that people... You have- you see me in a very different way than most people on the surface see me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and especially since like if that... The person that's going to work for a lot of, I think, us and the people that are listening to this podcast are going to be introverted people because Mm -hmm. more than likely, most of the people on this podcast 
would be introverted. I would feel like right. that, that, that I don't have statistical analysis to sh- prove this. But I could, I could see that our, our captivated count does not tell us if you're introverted or extroverted, so we don't I know. I wish it did. <laughs> but, but I could do you know what's funny though is I could see a lot of people on this podcast knowing us better than some of the people that we talk to because some of the people that we talk to we just have surface level conversations when we see, but then some of the people on this podcast can we just let them. We we just bear all on this on this right. podcast, so they hear more than than right. we tell it, half it, the people it, that we talk. If to. you are if you are a person that has listened to most episodes of this podcast, you officially know more about me and <laughs> me and Tracy than than our parents probably do, unless no. they well well. And and your parents, I your mother at least listens to every podcast, so she know probably. But I mean, you know, like you know a lot about about the inner workings of us. right. So, but but I do think like like getting it from source, like you might look at it and say, well, I shouldn't evaluate like non real f- people, but. But I think remember that there's a person behind the writing of that real person. Oh, totally. And so that person isn't really fake. It's just conjured up. Oh, right. From from the workings of a real person. So that's really a real person. So you can derive a lot of stuff from them and you're going to it's easier to derive it from them mm-hmm. because you know them so intimately. And mm-hmm. there's probably very few people that Tracy knows as intimately as she knows a character from a Lizzie Walden book. And yeah. I mean, it that sounds funny, but it's just the reality. And and the same thing like a like a podcast host. Yeah. If you listen to a podcast, it doesn't matter what that podcast is about, unless it's an NPR podcast because they take all emotion out of everything in an NPR podcast. Like those people don't have faces. You're going to be so jealous at this point. I think I know Haley Williams better than you do. Probably. And but if it's an a podcast like this where it's just two people making a podcast and it's not overly studio produced, blah blah blah, you're going to know those people very intimately because yeah. it's just going to come out as you listen to more podcasts with them. So, so I think that's a really great way to start drawing from your profile is to look at people that you listen to on a daily basis, whether they're real or fictional, and right. and start envisioning what you would want your ideal narrative right. to look like. Well, and you know, and you can look at and say, what do I like maybe about maybe the podcast that I listen to? Maybe what do I like from the host that I right. that I that exactly. I like? Like me, so so I started picking up when I was listening to Haley Williams. For instance, that I said, I, I started after listening to her, I started just saying rad all of a sudden. And I was like, oh, that's where I got it from. And I was like, ah, oh, that's cool. I'm keeping it. And uh, But there were just little things that I started that you maybe start picking up that you, that you like or that you like from books or from different people that you meet or just things that you do along along the way. And then you start start realizing and maybe i maybe you should write it down or whatever but but just take note of these things and uh and i i also have written down here as the next point just let yourself love who you are no matter what whether it's who you become or who you already are so whether 
whether it's okay so love the pieces that maybe you already love or love even the broken pieces that you are keep keep well yeah always love yourself man exactly because guess what even if you transform yourself you, into you something, are, you're you. Yeah, you're still you, you're you man. With so you. <laughs> like, you're stuck with you. I'm sorry, yeah. but really, I'm sorry. People, like I said in in the last episode, people are going to judge you no matter what you do, whether you conform to them, whether you don't conform to them. So you and, have a job to love you. I'm sorry, and I know you're not going to love you on the bad days. It's just gonna be that way i didn't love me very much like yesterday it's okay that's fine but just love you it's fine like it's it's cool so i mean just as you go through this this transition just love who you become it's cool it's the greatest thing i mean it's just as you watch yourself go through this transition it's fun. It's it's just really cool learning through yourself, learning about yourself and everything. So just love who you become. And if you don't like a step that you take, that's great. You don't have to like that step. You can always step back, step sideways, step a different way. That's cool. That's the greatest thing about stepping. <laughs> you could step a different way. Yeah. And I mean, the biggest thing with it is, is that I I think I'm a pretty good testament to this that that there are plenty of people in the world that don't like me and and I put yeah. uh, but but it doesn't matter to me be, because I like me you know like and I like and, you and, and you know like I fully acknowledge that if you sit down and have a conversation with me most people are going to be like man that guy's a snoozer you know like he I is boring he... boring boring and I see and I think mm, you're really interesting but but, but you also See, most but people that you. actually, and most people that get to know me feel that way too. Right. But but on the surface, like my interests are not things that people are interested in. Right. I and, get it. And things like that. So like, so like, but it doesn't matter. Like, you're always going to have that insecurity. Like, like yeah. if a person outrightly tells me they don't like me, yeah, that bothers me. Yeah. But oh, for gosh, the most, yeah. for the most part though- People don't do that for one thing. So you don't have to face that a lot. And yeah. especially I mean, especially might. later in life. Like if you're a 16-year-old kid listening to this podcast, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. People your age are dicks. And you're going <laughs> to deal with that. Yeah. So Yeah, like when you get older, you you yeah. start to realize just, like, just, oh, no big deal. But like when you're 16, oh, my gosh, it's like you, you, you take everything to heart. And, but like when you get older, you start to realize like, Oh my gosh, like 16 year old age. And even like college age, it's still like they're still dicks too. But really, high schoolers, oh my gosh, yeah. they're so By the end of college, dicks. it's gone, man. It's gone. It's yeah. gone. Nobody's sitting there caring what you're doing. Uh, it's, it's it's mostly gone. It, it is like 98% gone. Yeah. But and high school, it's they're they're real dicks. <laughs> So, I mean, if you're in that camp and you're like, this is not how I feel life is right now, well, it's going to get better because once you get past this, it's not a big deal. It doesn't hurt very nearly as much when somebody doesn't like you if you like you. Yeah, it, it's so true. It's so true. And, and, and again, like I said, you're not going to like you every day. Understand that you like you may you're going to wake up every like. During days and it's just it's 
it's not going to feel like a good day. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just that way. And and like the other thing that I have here too, even though it gets better, as you're going through this transition, friends might slip away every, every so often because they might look at you and, and just see this different transition. It's, it could be a, a quiet transition, but they may see you and not understand it. And there, you might have, I'm not saying that it's going to be like a, tra- a drastic transition and you're going to lose all your friends, but you might have like one or two friends who are going to be like, well, what happened? She's not the same person. And I don't think I lost any friends in it, but I'm just saying you may have one or two depending just because it might just be like, well, what, what happened in this, this they're, they're just a different person. Well, and it, it- and if it does, you have to understand. As long as do you, you love yourself, yeah, yeah. If you fully acknowledge that you're you you like the person you're becoming better. If one of your friends doesn't like you because you're becoming a person you like better, that's probably not a good friend. No, right. And not to say that they're a bad person because it's it's their freedom if they don't like the person you're becoming. It's their right. freedom to walk away. Exactly, but, but if this if you're becoming a person you want to be, and that person doesn't like a per the person you want to be, then that's not a friendship that's worth holding on to. Right? You know, it's 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 time. Friendships run their course, and, exactly, and they everything runs its, its course. course, and and you need to move on. Go find somebody that closer matches the person you want to be. Exactly, so you can you know be you know like. I I actually have a really good reference point for this. And if anybody's ever seen the show, The Good Place, and Kristen Bell's character goes back to her old life at later on in the show, at some point they end up back on earth and they're living their lives. And she's hanging out with these ditzy dopey girls that she hung out with because she was one of those girls when she was alive. But all the other people she'd been with since then had made her grow, and she no longer right. just wanted to sit around and and you know just yep uh, just you know I don't even know what they were doing, but yeah, she was sitting. Think- you could watch her, and she's sitting in the room like trying to understand where these people are coming from. But in the end, she was just on a completely different level right. from them at this point because she had grown so much, and. And in that situation, you got to look at it and say, yep. is, I mean, are these people actually people I want to hang out with anymore? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, that, that was a really great, that's that's exactly it. That's, you know, because at, at that point, it's no longer that you, it's no longer that you're like pushing somebody away. It's, it's acknowledging the fact that where, what I'm doing right. and what you're doing are in, we're like, in two like different we, places. We can't even have a conversation anymore because we don't understand each other anymore. Right. And and you might you might not make that drastic of a change to yourself, but just realize that you may have that mm-hmm. that type of thing happen. So, but and, in the end, I think that's a very slight worry because the stuff we're talking about right. here, I mean, they're pretty. I I kind of feel, and maybe you can. You can tell me if you agree with this, Tracy. I feel like a lot of the changes we're talking about are internal changes. Yeah. And 
most people are not even going to realize you're going through those changes. Yeah. Like, I feel like five years, three years ago, I was a hundred and hundred and twenty percent different. Me too. Than, than I am now. But I think if I asked most people that know me, they wouldn't, they wouldn't see that. I think a lot of people wouldn't, but I think also it's because most people wouldn't be perceptive enough because I'm pretty quiet about. And uh, you're right. That's probably, that's probably a big part of mine too. But I, again, I go back to most of our listeners are going to be extremely introverted people. And introverted people, that's the natural characteristic of it. Right. If- but I think I think it's just even like when I'm in a group setting, I'm just I'm just really quiet. And I think also it's just that too. I being so introverted in, in a quiet setting, and now that I which I'm gonna talk about in the next uh next episode. I think I just feel more like I don't belong in places because of the way that I am, kind of like what you were talking about with your example. So, um, so it's 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 a little bit it's a little bit where I I don't know if some people would notice just because I'm even more quiet in some right. of, so they the so thing- so they might not even notice just because of how quiet I am and and they're just off kind of doing their own conversation. Which is, I think, a trait that most people on this that's mm-hmm. listening to this, that would be the end call mm-hmm. of it because they're also probably just as intro- introverted right. as we are, you know? Right. So. so, but that was pretty much what I had for this. Do you have anything that you wanted to add? No, man. No, man. No, man. All right. Well, in two weeks, we're going to talk about the changes that I made. So we're just going to call it season two Tracy versus season one Tracy. So so you guys can kind of understand how I'm more different. So you guys get to kind of be let in where there's a lot of people that I sort of know don't really know as much how different I am. But you guys get to know. But if you guys have any comments, concerns, whatever, we love to hear from you all. So if you want to send that to stigmasandopenwounds at gmail.com. And you can always hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. And like I said, two weeks we'll have a new episode. And with that, I'm Tracy. I'm Eric. See ya. I'm gonna go